I'm Sydney. And I'm Peyton. And welcome to Let's Get Booked Up. All right, we're going to start up with our currently readings. So Sydney, Sydney's going to go first. I am. I am reading Queen of Shadows because I had to binge read or read along this week. But that'll be done this weekend, which is so exciting. I'm also listening to Jesus and John Wayne, which is a wee bit controversial. Dude, that's on my to-read list. Well, I'll let you know how it goes, because I just oh downloaded my- it last night and started I listening literally- to it so I go to bed. Oh my god, I literally have it. That's crazy. Whoa, we're like in sync. I had no idea. I, wow, that's crazy. Okay, And I just anyways. picked it randomly. Wild. That's I should nice. also. Yeah, that is. I should also toss timeline on there because it's kind of looking slow right now. I have time to finish it now. Yes. Good. Good. We had a Jurassic Park movie marathon this last weekend, so I'm kind of in the Michael Crichton mood. I got to drop all my fun facts about, oh, that didn't happen in this book. This happened. (laughs) Yeah. Got to be a smarty pants, and I love that. (laughs) What about you, P? Well, I... I'm currently reading six books. I guessed right earlier? No, that's a lie. Hold on. I haven't updated this because I DNF'd. um, You've already DNF'd a book? Oh, well, I was. (laughs) Okay. I didn't start it this year, though. I started it December 23rd, but it's one of the. It's one of the books in that uh, guild series. Oh, wait. Why would you ever read another one? I thought that you barely got through the first. I did. And then I was like, okay, I saw a spoiler that actually genuinely made me want to continue reading. Um, (laughs) Have you been captive? I I just, I don't know. So, yeah, I... I think I got like 5% into that. And I was like, no, you know what? Not worth it. Not worth it. No, not going to start the year off like that. No, no, no. So anyway. anyway. Do you remember whenever you told us that you DNF'd Guild too? Yes. What? Five times? Yeah, I know. But then you didn't. I know. I'm going to sip my tea aggressively (laughs) in your direction. Okay. Well, I'm done with it. I promise. I won't go. I'm not going back. I, I can't. I just can't. Sure. I, I don't understand. Like, all the people on TikTok were like, oh, it gets so good. It gets so good. It, it's stupid. No, I can't. I'm going to be honest. TikTok is, like, great for finding some new books, but I wouldn't say it's, like, a good barometer for no. how I'm going to rate a book. No. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Um, But I'm currently also technically, and this list is the natural history of Texas. As, as it should be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, um, also reading Queen of Shadows. I'm almost done with that one. I'm also about to finish uh, Say Nothing, A True Story of Murder and Memory in Northern Ireland. And I thought maybe I didn't read the blurb right, but I thought it was about like one woman's murder during the Troubles. But it's about a lot of different stuff. It's It's honestly mostly about like crime and members of the ira who did things and their lives and there is like a murder in it it starts off with a murder and i know we're getting to like more details about it but i I don't know but it's really good i'm really enjoying it especially because i have the audiobook so it's a real irish man reading to me oh that's awesome Yeah. yeah and i i like played it 
for, I don't know who asked me about it, but I played it for someone because obviously the audiobook is on two times speed and they were like, how do you, what? It's how like you you're speaking a different language. language. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm also reading The Clockwork Princess, which is the third one in the Infernal Devices series. And once I finish this, I'm kind of scared because if I finish this, am I going to continue reading in the Shadowhunter universe? That is the furthest that I had ever gotten in the Infernal Devices. So I am intrigued. Yeah, I don't know where to go from here. I'm sure Sam will tell me. Um, she's the she's the Shadowhunter, like, this is her favorite. She's a huge stan. But um, okay, and then the last one I'm reading, tell me if this counts. Tell me if this counts because Storygraph labeled this as not a book like in in red circled letters it says not a book why is it in there listen it's 1900 pages long okay i'm listening (laughs) i'm gonna get i should be embarrassed actually to say this out loud (laughs) okay anyway it's called manacled and it's a harry potter fan fiction I know, I know what it is. Okay, okay, I'm yeah. sure. Uh huh. So you dropped okay. the guild sequel, yeah, to read the most hyped, most smutty fan fiction of Draco Malfoy and Hermione Granger. Um, correction, reread. I've read it before. Oh my! Oh no. Okay, I would not have started reading it if it were not for a friend of mine who I won't, I won't tell them. I won't say their name, but a friend of mine, we were out the other night and they said, oh, I'm reading this thing. It's called Manacled. Have you heard of it? And at first I'm like, boy, have I? They can't mean the same Manacled, can they? And they did. They sure did. So I was like, you know what? I should reread that. Read it. But I mean, it's not, it's probably a higher quality than some things that are it really is no it is it's really good i remember the first time i read it you can't publish that right like you just can't does she make money off of she can't make imagine she can't make money off of it but it's on here could you imagine having like the most popular most referenced fan fiction book and it be that long and make no money out of it but you had you know you sign up for it like, no, you know, for her, but then you're like, Ugh. but that's what that's exactly why Anna Todd like changed all the names in after and republished after as a real book. You, she Instead should do Harry, it. it's Harden. Yeah, you're like, girl, okay. please, girl, please. But this one, anyway, honestly, this one's like Handmaid's Tale, Harry Potter. If you, anyway, it's got a lot but of yeah. blood action. It's literally it's 17 pages shy of 2000 pages. There's a there's a a download file that goes directly to the Apple Books app. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Yeah. So, um she may not be able to make money off of it, but she sure can get some clout from it cuz I've also seen this on TikTok. Yeah. I've heard of it mostly from TikTok. But I read this I don't know. Maybe were you hunched over your computer in high school, just like? (gasps) I think I was in college. Mm, I don't know how. I don't know when I read it, but I also don't know when it came out. Oh, first published two thousand eighteen. Anyway, that's what I'm reading. Probably were reading it while you were writing your Harry Potter children's literature project at your university. You know what? Probably. Anyway, oh, there are like five other books in my Libby 
library right now that I haven't touched. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe I'll finish the six that I'm reading and then read it. I don't know. I mean, that's probably a good idea. I still have to, I have like twisted crown, two twisted crowns on my. Yeah. Just like sitting there. I have a book that my friend loaned me, so I really need to read that. I've got some things up and coming, but obviously I keep distracting myself since I'm adding timeline to my currently reading. That's fair. That's Also, it kind of sucks because I don't have a car right now. So I've been like, I haven't been able to listen to my books on my way to work. And then I get mm-hmm. home and I'm exhausted. Right. And we've been so busy this week that I haven't read much at all this week, except for obviously Lord of the Flies, which I also read in a day. I started it yesterday. I finished it I today. read it in a day and a half. Like, I read in a whole day of us off-roading because I don't give a fuck about off-roading. And then I yeah. read it walking on the treadmill. It's yeah. like over. Yup. So now we're going to start on our first read-along of the year. We read The Lord of the Flies by William Golding. It wasn't bad, but like... Who who chooses this one to reread? It's not one of the popular ones. I don't know, like Fahrenheit 451, I feel like it's popular to reread. Oh, I the would James reread that. Are pretty popular. Yeah. Um, All of the weird dystopian ones. What's the name of it? A Brave New World. I feel like those are more popular whenever you get cynical in like your mid-20s. Yeah. But Lord of the Flies doesn't come up that much. And I think it's pretty freaking cynical too. That's true. I think it's just very, I don't know, aside from just being like, I I told you this earlier, but I was like, aside from being very clearly laid out allegorical, it's very clear why English teachers choose to use this because I think it's a good introduction to the idea of just characters that like fit in a box and everything brings you towards what that character is and represents and does. I don't know. Um... What, what's the thing called? The um, Hero's Journey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a big part of my senior research. Um, my, that was my junior research, actually. But yeah. Um, All of the clear archetypes. Oh, so clear. Right. Yeah. That's why I think, I mean, if I was like a high school English teacher, this would be, an, for me, this would be such an easy book to teach. It's very clear. Like my high school English teacher, I think did a phenomenal job with Grindel and really opened up my eyes to books that are not easy to read, that you can find the things in them that make them good. But this book would be a good introduction to that. Not an English teacher. So I mean, I read it at face value. I've taken the classes where you see all the archetypes and do all the things like I studied it. But I think it's definitely a good and probably groundbreaking novel for whenever the heck it came out. Probably. Oh, when did it come out? Yeah, wait, when was it published? 1954. So in 1954, this was probably earth shattering. That's true. That's true. The version that I have, or because I listened to the audiobook for a little bit and then I just read it on my. uh, Kindle app, but um, the audiobook that I have, William Golding actually narrated it, and he did the oh. foreword. Lois Lowry did the foreword for my digital copy, which was also pretty cool. How but... cool! And Stephen King's done a foreword for one of oh, the. Oh, ver- really? Oh, interesting. interesting. But in William Golding's, he says, you know, people always ask him why he wrote this book and why 
he was so funny. He was like, they always ask me why I even thought of this book, how I thought of this book. And he was like, the idea just came to him. And he said to his wife, how funny would it be if I wrote a story about little boys running around on an island? And she's like, sure, write it. What? Yeah, and so he did. Not? And then a bunch of people apparently asked him why he didn't write the book about little girls. And he was like, well, first of all, I've never been a little girl. I've been a little boy. I know what they're like. And also. Amen. Stay I, in your fucking lane. <laughs> stay in your lane, sir. He was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a grown man. I've never been a little girl before. I'm good. I thought that was pretty real, pretty funny. But yeah, like with my with my kids right now, we're reading Salt to the Sea, which I read mm-hmm. last year. And that was one of my first books of 2023. I sobbed. I love that book so much. It's also such an easy book to teach because like the foreshadowing, the plot twists, the character parallel stories. Oh my gosh, it's just so good. But mm-hmm. also with, oh, with that, I found out, I don't know how I never knew this, but you can get your Kindle stuff and your Audible stuff on your computer, like on your desktop. So today oh. we listened to part of the audiobook, and I didn't have to read out loud for three classes in a row. Well, I didn't have to nice. read a book out loud. Because it's also, Salts of the Sea has a fantastic audiobook. But it was really cool. And then my kids were like, is this free? And I was like, oh, no. R.I.P. You paid money for this. Sorry, friend. Sorry. Sorry. But yeah, his his audiobook was also pretty good. Oh, and okay, my last thing about the author. I was like, oh, hey, this is the guy who wrote The Princess Bride. And then I realized. did? No. No, he didn't. Oh, no. okay. That like, guy, weird twist. No, no, that guy's name is William Goldman. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. I, these seem like different energies for sure. I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, wait, how is this the same guy? And I know he's not British. And then William Golding starts talking, and I'm like, this man's British. Is he doing a fake accent? Voice. And then I looked it up. <laughs> it's not the same dude. It makes sense. So makes sense. Anyway. Anywho. Let's let's go through it. Let's talk about it. Little boys on island, illiterate doofuses. They Okay, done. Podcast over thanks for listening. That's it. They <laughs> get angry. Some of them want to go poke poke animals with sharp sticks, and some want to actually get off the fucking island. And a few of them are weenies. They fight, one goes crazy, gets dead. And Another someone one, has glasses. Someone has glasses because that's how they start a fire because they have no it. other skills. <laughs> that's it. But they have so little skills that they couldn't even keep the fire going. Also, we're like, well, they can't see the smoke at night, so we should just not have a fire. Yes, you can. You can, actually. What? What? Have you ever seen the moon? <laughs> have you ever seen the moon? Patrolly. <laughs> you know, maybe... I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so our story it, it starts. Look, but that, the it's, plot's not thick. I will say the plot's not thick. This is what I'm saying. Like, it's very straightforward, but it's good that it's straightforward because it makes yeah. it a classic, like, English literature book, okay? And sometimes those are boring. Novel. Yeah, but that's okay. Um, And we just needed a short one. So, hold on. I'm into that. We start with two boys. We don't know their names yet, but they are talking about um, a pilot and they're like, where is he? Where are we? What are we doing? And um, 
these two boys are on this island and they're talking about going and finding others too. So being someone who's reading this for the first time, I'm like, do they know what's going on? Do they not know what's going on? I I don't know. Anyway, um, he we have these two boys. Okay, we have Ralph, who is a fair-haired, like skinny-ish boy. I think he's described as skinny. I don't know. But the other boy, um, introduces himself as Piggy. Am I dumb? Do you find out what his real name is? I don't think we ever find out what his real name is. Oh, you he's know like, what? You, he, he, please don't tell them that people yeah. make Piggy. And then he's like, ha, ha, Piggy. He's like, oh my God, he loses it. Yeah, he, he doesn't introduce himself as Piggy. Obviously, he doesn't like that. But, um, I, and I'm thinking, bro, if you don't want him to call you it, don't say it. For real. But okay. For real. So he, um, he says that the boys at school call him Piggy. And this other boy, Ralph, loses it. He's like, on the ground laughing he's like dying he's laughing so hard little boys oh my gosh oh yeah so um this this they're on this island because they were on a plane and then the plane was shot down and it uh the pilot's gone the plane's gone it's just all these little boys they can't find the pilot they're stuck on the beach this island has a beach and a lagoon and forest and uh caves it's got all kinds of stuff just dawned on me to question what why is the plane full of little boys alone i know that half of the crew is a choir of some sort but where is your conductor well that's what i was also wondering like is this are they trying to escape are they trying was it like you know a lot of times you know how uh in narnia i i learned about this in narnia but people send their kids to the countryside to be safe like did their parents try to send them away to be safe first of all why would you choose a plane? Right. There's a war going on. But whatever. Anyway. I don't know. It's just a lot of children, no adults, which logistically sounds like a nightmare. It, all, all kinds of a nightmare. Yeah, for sure. Um, so they're on this beach. They're trying to decide what to do. They're introducing themselves to each other. And they... Oh, then Ralph finds this conch shell, which sounds like it's not important, but it actually is important. So he holds on to that. Hey, Piggy is the one who kind of teaches him, like, oh, like, this can make a sound if you blow in it like this. Yeah, and he's Ralph smart. blows it, and it summons a bunch of people. A bunch of people are like, oh, that guy, that guy with the trumpet. He seems like he's got good ideas. He knows how to make yeah. the conch make a sound, even though it's actually Piggy. Yeah. That's my biggest beef throughout this whole thing. I think part of the, I guess, my beef with it is... Like, Piggy is so book smart, and he's so... Well, he's clever, too. He he figures out, like, how to do the fires and stuff. But um, he doesn't... He also just doesn't think for himself. He does kind of later a little bit, but he just is, is trying to help Ralph out. But I think part of that is a kid that's been made fun of for oh so God, long yeah. and has oh. really poor social skills and just wants to be included. And he's like, hey, Ralph was almost nice to me yeah uh, compared to jack who we meet later oh. like ugh, he yeah. i think a lot of it is that wanting to belong and wanting to be part of a crew because let's be honest piggy probably was never hanging outside rolling in the dirt playing football with the boys at reset yeah. and this is probably his first time being part of a group even though it is miserable in an accident and they're probably all gonna die yeah so i can't blame piggy but piggy no. 
also is definitely a weird nerd or maybe on the spectrum or something like he's his social cues not good his like standing up for himself his self-efficacy real bad no real bad but he is the only reason why they can do anything why they have a fire why they get rescued yeah he's 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 pretty smart um, but so yeah, uh oh, Ralph blows the conch shell and all of these boys come running. Okay, so some of them are in a choir. Does it ever explain the choir? No. no. Why would you need to? Don't worry about that. That's they're okay. also wearing their choir costumes on the Yeah, plane. they're and they're like that black robes. <laughs> and I just can't imagine like it's already gotta be weird enough to like be on an island and then you also have to wear a rope. Like, I don't know, I don't know. It seems highly know. impractical. Yeah. So uh, the choir boys are led by this boy. His name is Jack. And he is acting like he's in charge of them. And they decide. All of of the boys kind of decide, okay, we need to like get some order here. We need to figure this out. We got to get rescued. Okay, let's do this. So they take a vote on who's going to be in charge. And it's down for Jack. It's down to Jack and Ralph. So all of the choir boys vote for Jack. Everyone else votes for Ralph. And Ralph wins, but Jack is like, I wanted to be the leader. I want to win. So Ralph is like, okay, well, why don't you and the choir become our hunter? We need warriors. We need hunters. And Ralph's like, yeah, you go do that. Little choir boys are not my first vote to be our hunters, but that's fine. Yeah, probably not. They're also, there's like a, a, the age range in them is crazy because they start to kind of divide themselves, not just between like Ralph and Jack, but also between ages and the poor little boys, the little ones, as they're called, they're basically off on their own. So they also have to start, they start exploring the island and Ralph picks a couple boys, Jack and another boy, and they go off to explore. So they figure out they're on an island and they're stuck on this island surrounded by water because they climb up a mountain and they're like, oh, mm, that's that's not good. And they're in that direction, in that direction, that direction, direction. all over. Yeah. And Ralph kind of says like, it's beautiful up here and it feels like we've discovered this was like, we're like the first people here. So they also don't see like smoke or buildings or any other anywhere else on the island ships or planes or anything like around even in the water too so they go back and they at this point everyone is very for creating a plan and coming up with what we're going to do how are we going to escape how are we going to get food what are we going to do let's work together everyone is is very much for an orderly society at this point because if you can't tell this is all like it's almost dystopian, I guess, because they have to create their own society and then, yeah. like, like their society has pitfalls because they're Lord children. Lord of the Flies definitely walked so that, like, Hunger Games could run. Lord of the Flies is a good reflection of humanity in general, where we initially want order, but then fall to, like, chauvinistic and chauvinism and greed. Yeah. And so just, it has very dystopian aspects, despite technically not taking place in a dystopian world yeah yeah it's almost like they're making their own dystopian at some point they see a pig and jack's like that is for me and he throws like a stick at it or something and everyone goes jack what what did you think was gonna happen he's like i didn't have the right tools 
and everyone knows that she's got to slit the pig's neck and do all these things. Da, da, da. And they're like, okay, well, why didn't you do that, Mr. Leader of the Hunters? And he goes, <laughs> I will, I will be doing that. So Jack's crew is charged with hunting, like we talked about before, because we know there's pigs here. And with keeping the fire alive, because they decide that on the tippy top of the mountain, they're going to have a fire because having smoke be seen is their best shot at being rescued, which is pretty logical. They start the fire with Piggy's glasses, which is Piggy's idea. Go Piggy. We love Piggy. And everybody else is supposed to be building shelters. But guess what? That doesn't happen. Have y'all ever seen Survivor? Literally two people built the shelter. Eh, three. It's like Piggy, Ralph, and this guy's Simon. They end up being the ones oh, that yeah. built three shelters. And they're and Ralph goes ahead and he calls an assembly later on because there's no meat from the hunters. And at this point, have they already missed a ship or no? During the first assembly? I think is it the first is it? I don't know when it is, but I know it's like they just is the first one when they fall asleep or is the first one when they are just playing and are fucking around and don't see it? I can't remember, but there's one where the fire isn't and they sprint up there. So I guess they were playing. Yeah. Um, but Ralph calls us assembly. And he's like, y'all aren't hunting meat. You can't keep the fire on. We could have been rescued by now. And all of you crackheads didn't help. And guess what? Since you didn't help, look at that shelter. That's the suckiest shelter I've ever seen. And I built it. But you know why it's sucky? Because we didn't have any help. And I was like, oh, man, we should do better. Oh, man, we suck. We definitely can do better than this. But as what happens with all ass and team meetings and everything, nothing changes. <laughs> no one is held accountable. No. Except for the, the hunters do get... A pig but they still suck at fire they're like actually we're not gonna do the fire how about y'all do it meat is way more important because they're getting that macho man mentality at this point and they've been eating like so much stuff that they can gather like fruits and stuff that they have like horrible diarrhea and it's, yeah, it's like they gave them so <laughs> It's not scurvy. It's the opposite of scurvy right uh, you yeah too much vitamin C yeah yeah and they're just ill all the time. It's so it's so funny. So um, they also, while the older boys are trying to figure out food, shelter, meat, whatever, the little ones, the little ones, as as they're kind of described Whoa. as, they are first of all just chock full of fruit. That's it. That's all they got. They're and second of all, pants. they've all been having like not like a. What are those things called where it's like you have the same dream as other people? Oh. What's it called? Anyway. They're all having nightmares. Which, to be fair, they're six and under and they've fallen out of a plane and they're on a deserted island. Trauma. But they're all having nightmares about a beast. A snake-like beastie that's on the island and is like hunting them in the night and is in the forest so everyone's kind of afraid of the forest and afraid of going alone and ralph tries to talk some sense into everybody and he's like no one there's no monster out here but then the other boys are kind of laughing at the little boys and making fun of them even though these little boys are just little baby boys yeah kids 
like a couple hunters start throwing rocks at the little kids. Fuck and I'm like, hunters. what? Like, what is wrong with you? What? What is wrong with you? They, oh, and the little boys, they build a sandcastle and then the other bigger boys start jumping on the sandcastle and they're like so mean. I don't know. They um, are so mean. But after this, Jack is, he's determined that he is going to catch a pig. He's like obsessed with the idea of catching a pig. I think it's also partly like he's he's been saying, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. Now he's like, I have to do it. Or yeah, I'm a little wuss. Like, I have to do it. Um, so he is going off to hunt. While this happens, Ralph and Piggy are on the beach and they see that there's a ship off in the distance. So they run to go check the signal fire. Of course it's gone out. No one's watching it. Um, Thanks, Jack. Yeah, and then the ship is gone bye-bye so ralph is pissed at jack he's so mad at him he okay first of all ralph is their like chosen leader they they chose him and he's got to deal with the little baby kids who are scared saying there's a monster in the forest and then they've got jack who um oh he finally catches a pig finally he comes back with his hunters and this is i think the not the weirdest part of the novel but maybe just the most like this for me, I think, is the turning point where Jack they haven't caught anything at all the whole time that they've been there. And Ralph seems to be the only one who's really trying to do something. Everyone else says they want something done, but they're not doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. But Jack and the hunters finally stick a pig. And they come back to all of the other boys. And all I picture is like Peter Pan Lost Boys. They're covered in blood, they're dancing, they're supposedly crazed with bloodlust because they finally killed a pig and i just could not imagine like i bet honestly (laughs) it's just like i don't know i haven't seen the movie but if like the scene of them getting the pig is in the movie yeah i haven't seen the movie either but i I wonder to see it i just i wonder what it's like watching all these little boys kill a pig i don't know i don't know um so they're super, they're super excited and they come back. But remember, Ralph is mad at them because they left the fire out and Piggy is also mad at them too. Piggy goes off on Jack and he's talking about how immature that they are and how much they suck. Oh, cool. You killed a pig, but like you let our fire go out I and mean, there was a ship over there. How could you? Jack slaps Piggy. And the important thing about this is this is one of those like, um, I guess because the glasses are a symbol, really, in the book. Um, Piggy's glasses are supposed to represent, like, his intelligence and the, like, knowledgeable ways that society has. And so, Mm -hmm. and innovation, too. Like, we can figure out how to do things. So, Jack slaps Piggy. Oh, and I guess before I go on, Jack and Ralph also, they're the two main guys. Ralph is supposed to represent the side of society that's level-headed and everything should be in order. Jack, on the other hand, he is society's, like, I guess like you said earlier, like, greed. Like, he's more of the, I can do what I want kind of part of society. I want to have fun. Who needs rules? So Piggy is complaining about Jack, and Jack slaps him. And here's the important part. When he slaps Piggy, he slaps his glasses off, and they break. Where the lens pops out, right? One lens breaks. One lens breaks. Yeah. And Jack is mocking Peggy and he's being really mean. And then um, Ralph and Jack start to fight as well. 
finally Jack is like, all right, fine. My bad. I didn't let the fire. I let the fire out. My bad. But what he doesn't do is acknowledge the fact that he attacked Piggy and her mm-hmm. Piggy. So, yeah. And um, no one holds him accountable. Yeah. And Ralph is like, okay, good, good enough, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, They... Not to be dramatic, not for my Johnson County to show right now, but this is where someone needs to punch Jack in the face real hard. There it is. Problem there it is. Solved. Yeah, problem yep. solved. Yeah, because Ralph and Jack like have a word fight, but they don't get into like a fist fight. And I just wonder if Ralph and Jack were a little more similar. Maybe I don't know. This is where my dad in elementary school was like, "Oh, they're bullying you." punch him in the face i'm like i'm gonna it's gonna go my permanent record i'm in the second grade please don't that's bad advice dad and he goes okay you worry about your permanent record that doesn't exist invite them to our house fight in our front yard go real, real. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god okay um jack said that he was sorry and nothing changed but like he's not and they can still thank god they can still use the glasses to build a fire however the glasses are broken. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway. They eat the pig. They have Yum. a nice little bonfire. They all eat the pig. And everyone everyone is like singing and dancing and being happy together. Everything is great. Everything is cool. Um, Jack makes it very clear that he's pissed with Ralph. Anyway, Ralph finally confronts all of the boys and talks about the same things that he's been talking about the whole time no one's doing anything no one's pulling their weight and i'm the only one who's doing anything here okay they he points out like you guys can't even pee in the designated pee spot Mm -hmm. like we picked a place where the pee will go and you can't even do that okay it's like the whole aiming thing right like aim come on guys yeah like it takes little effort (laughs) he talks about he tries to tell them, like, the signal fire is so important. How are we going to get out of here if we don't have a signal fire and nobody rescues us? He also, at this point, mentions the beastie again. And he's like, Every, all the little kids are afraid of a beast, but there's no, there's no beast out there. There's nothing out there. And then one of the little boys is like, I've actually seen a beast. I actually see it. And they're like, no, you didn't. What are you talking about? And then everybody freaks out. And it's complete chaos. Jack says if there is a beast we'll go hunt it and we'll go kill it and then he goes off and they're gonna go hunt the monster and try to find it and the only ones left then are ralph piggy and simon who simon i would say he's 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 the winnable good kind person um so the night that this this battle this plane battle happens this um one plane goes down and the guy, the pilot in it, he parachutes out. He lands on the island, but his, his parachute gets stuck. It gets stuck on like the, and it looks like to the boys who see it in, in just a second, it just looks like this big asleep. But then these two boys wake up, um, Sam and Eric, and they are a lot of times talked about like their one character. Like they always kind of combine their names, like Sam and Eric. And that's how they call it. They actually, and they go to try to stoke the fire, the signal fire. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. When they get there, they see this terrifying shape. It's like a shadowy figure. And they say, 
they run back to camp and they're like, we saw the beast. We saw the beast. It's over there. He's over there. And they're terrified. Ralph tries to, his first thing is call a meeting. Let's all talk this out. Talk it through. Other boys are freaked out and they're, I guess, still on their like hunting craze. And so they're like, we're going to go find the monster. And the only, the only ones that stay back is, or no, Ralph goes with them. Sorry. Piggy stays back with the little ones because he's going to like watch out for them and stuff. And then Ralph and Jack go with everybody else and they're going to go hunt the monster. Ralph puts Jack in charge for this. They at one point get to this area of like caves and stuff that they haven't even been to on the island before. And Ralph goes off alone and he goes into one of the caves and he's like, at first he's like really scared that he has to go in alone. But then by the time that he's in there, he's like, he's just more confident. Mm -hmm. And he kind of thinks about like, oh, I was scared to be on my own, but now I am on my own. And I know like, I know I've got this. But then Jack goes in there with them and they, as they're hunting for the beast and they're trying to look for it, Jack and Ralph kind of make up and Jack's like, okay, like you're okay. Probably because he's like, he put me in charge. So I like him again. <laughs> right. Whatever. And then the other boys, as they're going on this monster hunt, the other boys start playing around and throwing rocks and running around, playing games. But they're just messing around. And Ralph is like, I've had it. You've got to figure this out. You've got to do a job. Build us some shelter. I don't know. Because they're in a new do area anything. now. Do something. Do something. And everyone is like kind of pissed at Ralph, but they listen to him and they, well, Ralph starts to have a moment of like, this ocean is so big. How is anyone ever going to come find us and save us? Oh my gosh. That would gosh. be my first thought. Panic attacks. Yeah. Yes. I know. Right. I know. I would spiral. And then this is another point where Simon kind of shows like he's a kind person because he's like, it's Okay. We'll make it home. We'll make it back. Everything will be okay. This is kind of the start where Ralph almost forget. It's not that he forgets that rescue is an option, but you can tell that he's been driven so. But he is maybe delirious. He's a bit discombobulated. And there's oftentimes that he'll be talking about why the fire is important and all of these things. And he kind of pauses. He's like, and it's important because... And Piggy goes, we're getting rescued. And he goes, yes, for the rescue. Right. <laughs> That's right. why it's yeah. important. I forgot about that part. He just seems... he He's just getting glum. It's wearing on him. Yep. And then they find a pig. They find another pig. It's probably really loud. Sorry. Ralph is really excited because he hasn't gone on a hunt yet. And he's like, oh, I got this. And he tries to throw his spear at the boar. And it is... <coughs> Jeez. And it doesn't do anything to the boar, but he is, he kind of has a little moment of like, oh, I hit it. Oh, wait. Ooh, am I good at this? Oh my gosh. What? Like, oh, hello. That's crazy. That's so cool. And then they, the boar escapes. They don't actually get the boar. But again, everyone's like freaking out. Like, I don't know if it's just little boys being little boys, bloodlust, whatever. But they, do like this very tribal reenactment of what happened and this one boy robert he's playing the boar and so they're pretending like he's the boar and then they're like chasing him with their spears and it 
at at some point while they're doing this, it's like they lose the fact that it's a game, and they, they like hit him with their sticks and stuff. Yeah, like actually really attack him, and really mean. Poor, poor Robert. They almost kill him. Literally, they almost kill him because they're like hitting him with the sticks and stuff, and then um, then they remember and they're like, "Oh, we gotta stop. We gotta stop." And Robert's like, "Hey, maybe we should use." Uh, a real board next time instead of me because what and then oh, and then jack also makes a joke where they're like oh maybe we should use a little one instead <laughs> oh my gosh it's terrible they're disturbed they're disturbed after this i guess is possibly most likely when they stick the pig's head on a stick they just kind of leave it there because they're they're savage boys and that becomes the Lord of the Flies, aka yes. the name of the book. Yeah, I love. Oh, I love when the book title when the when it comes title of a book. Play. I love it. Yes, it's like all right, done. Close the book. We finished. <laughs> Surely, <laughs> Just kidding. Right. Surely Just after kidding. this, with all of the fighting, like the weird stuff, there's another assembly or something. There's some kind of drama, and Jack's like, actually, we. We don't want to be part of you anymore. We're going to split up. We're, we're going over here. Who wants to come? We're going to have pig and we're going to play and we're going to be silly all day. And we're not going to worry about the fire or society or Ralph's rules and Ralph's talking conch and all of his chit chat and all the things. He's like, we're not doing that. That's a Ralph problem. Even though Ralph is just trying to run a good society. That's a Ralph problem. And so... Honestly, most people go with Jack because they're all dumb little boys who just want to eat pigs and play spears. It's like half and half at first. And then once they split, other boys start silently going away from Ralph Mm -hmm. until it's literally just Ralph and Piggy left. Is Simon with them or is Simon still? Simon and Sam and Eric. And maybe some of the little ones until the the feast. Until, yeah. Yeah. So... Um, because at this point, Simon is, like, taken over by the Lord of the Flies because he saw it and it's, like, talking to him and it said, I am the beast. Apparently, the Lord of the Flies is supposed to represent the legend of Beelzebub or the devil because Beelzebub was, could fly. And so he was known as Lord of the Flyers. So back in the day, it would have been a very common connection of, like, Lord of the Flyers to Lord of the Flies. And the pig's head is supposed to be a physical symbol of the human evil that's been unleashed on the island. And it's kind of like whacked the world out of sync. And it says clearly, quote unquote, during Simon's epileptic fit. Not that clear. And if you're telling me that a pig head is talking to you, maybe a schizophrenic fit. Right. Why are they going to epilepsy? Yeah, I'm, I haven't heard. I didn't clearly read any indication of seizure activity but whatever yeah but during this hallucination with the pig and the pig acting as if it's the beast and it's a symbol of the devil and all these things simon finally understands that the beast isn't like a creature that they can kill even though they're kind of hunting it down Uh he realizes that we are the beast also but he is depicted like with flies flying all around him. Um, because I know in Supernatural he is, and in Good Omens. Did you ever watch that show? 
No, I need to. You've talked to oh, me about Oh my god. I love good omens, but Beelzebub is in that and is so gross because like flies are flying in and out of its mouth. Ugh. Nasty. Nasty. So yeah, I that connection I I just made the typical like devil connection. Right. But I didn't think about the fact that the flies would represent Beelzebub, which also is supposed to represent like chaos, which makes perfect sense because that's exactly this what's happening chaos. on the island. Um, whenever they're having their own feast on the hunter side of the island because on the hunter side of the island they're like hey we got another pig we're gonna have a feast and then the feast and the bad things and yeah so they have or the hunters on the the hunter side um have a feast and then actually the ralph and piggy they get like they show up and they're on the outskirts and they're kind of feeling that mob mentality energy yeah. with yeah. all the dances. Yeah. And at this time, Simon's having his quote-unquote epileptic fit <laughs> and wants to go tell his BFFs <laughs> that they're evil and that that's the problem. And as he's crawling out of the woods, they're like, oh my gosh, it's a beast! And in the height of this mob mentality, they beat the shit out of him and um, kill him. Yeah. And, and he doesn't get to tell oh. him, tell them his revelation about no. what the, the, the beast really is. Which also, if he said, guys, we're the problem, it's us, would they have believed him? Probably Maybe not. Ralph. Probably Piggy. Maybe Ralph. Probably Piggy. That's for sure. Yeah. And yeah. not that, not to say that no one's remorseful of Simon's death. Well, actually, flat out, Jack is not remorseful. Jack's like, that's what he gets, and that's what's going to happen to all of you who don't join the Hunters. So he's already totally swung the other direction. And Ralph and Piggy are like, we we were on the outskirts. Like, we didn't do that. Yeah, Piggy is like... We didn't murder him. Yeah. It wasn't us. Ralph does go a little crazy, though. Um... And he's like hysterical, like we were yeah. part of a murder. We killed him. We killed him. Um, and then, meanwhile, at their fortress, which they named, oh, they named Castle their Rock. thing Castle Rock. What else is Castle Rock from? Isn't that in something? Game else? of Thrones. Is that what it is? Because that's what I kept thinking. Castlery Rock. Castlery. Oh, Rock. is that what I'm thinking? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what at least what I thought of. Pastorly Rock, because at Castle Rock, Jack is. What's it called? Uh, drunk with power. Oh, yeah. And Very he's just, so. And he's just being horrible and, like, tying boys up and beating them. And he's just it being a huge bully. experience experiment-esque. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that thing. Oh, my God. Ooh, Ooh. People are evil. People are evil. And they believe that because obviously when Simon came out of the forest, they didn't know it was Simon, but now they know that they killed Simon. Oh, sorry. It probably really was Simon, and it's probably a good thing that we uh, killed him, because he, also like others that they've started to point out, are a danger to their tribe, and they're bad. Very much us and them. Very othering. <laughs> Which I think is a, is a huge, I like... Point. I think that's the huge part of, like, the dis- of it. Anyway, I took a really cool because whenever I was in college, we had to take 
a certain number of classes that were considered honors classes and they didn't have to go towards your major. They were usually kind of random things unless you want to take like honors pre-calc or calc, which is not, that's not what I want to do in my free time. No, so I took you. an honors class that was in a study of society and anxiety in our culture and like why we, at, we as our generation have so many worries and like why we're diagnosed with anxiety earlier. And also it talked about diversity and like all these things. And basically the accumulation of this class was that everywhere you look in the world, America is particularly bad, but everywhere you look in the world, there's othering. Human nature is to want to build a ladder and to have someone underneath you on the ladder, whether it's colorism or socioeconomic class or intelligence, like you owe, it's our nature to always want to be higher on the ladder and to want a ladder to climb in general. And it's always an us them. It's always that. And so yeah. that comes out very clearly here. That's crazy. You aren't with the hunters, which makes it hard to, you know, fight injustice and prejudice and equal rights because naturally people that are on top don't don't truly want that. They always find a way to like, oh, well, sure. Women, you can vote with us, but <laughs> you can't own a credit card in your own name. <laughs> like, you can't do that. We're better than you there. Ha-ha. That's such a – I bet that was such a cool class. That's so cool. It was really fun. Um, okay, so this uh, this night of, like, the split, um, Ralph and Piggy and the people that are with them, they're in charge of the signal fire, but they're now at this point – like also with Ralph not really believing in rescue and thinking about it or anything, they've kind of lost interest in it and aren't really letting it go. And at this point, Jack is like, we need more firewood to cook our, we need more fire in general to cook our pigs. And they're not smart enough to build the fire on their own. Also, there's only one person on this whole island with glasses. And guess what? It's a guy named Piggy. This is a guy named Piggy. He's got he's got the source of fire. Yeah. So they go, they attack Ralph and Piggy and them, and everyone's like, "What the heck? Why did we just get assaulted?" And Piggy's like, "They stole my glasses." It's like I can't I can't help but just be like, "What with Velma? What does she say? I can't see without my glasses." Yeah. But not only can he not see without his glasses, also can't make fire without his glasses and he's like oh no that's not good which also if the glasses are supposed to represent the knowledge and the innovation now the crazy people have stolen it it's getting even more dystopian again make your own conclusions do we live in a dystopian world right now or not is ralph and piggy go down there and they're like excuse you sir you could have just asked you could have just said hey (laughs) You didn't, forgot them. you didn't have to sneak up on us in the middle of the night and beat the far out of us. You could have just asked. We would have given it to you because we actually want you to survive. Obviously, unlike you want us to. They're like, we don't know what you're talking about. We didn't take anything. And at this point, there's some pushing and shoving. This is the time to shine, Ralph. Beat up, Jack. You should have done this. Yeah. Because I feel like this actually didn't take didn't occur over that many days. Eh, it might have because it talks about their long hair. Regardless, you should have beat up Jack a long time ago. So they're pushing and shoving and admits this. All of Jack's homies start throwing rocks and spears. And then Jack, or not Jack, 
Ralph and Piggy don't really have a lot of weapons with them, but they're trying to, you know, protect themselves. And somebody happens to chunk a rock just perfectly that it hits Piggy in his head and he goes kerplunk and he falls off the fucking mountain. Let me tell you if that wasn't PTSD right there. He kersplatted. They could see like all the blood like psh. And he also had the conch shell with him. And when he gets hit, he drops it and it shatters. Oh, yeah. The conch shell is gone. Which and the glass the conch break. shell and the glasses break again. Completely broken this time. For like, so so many. Yeah. Well, I guess it's not like he needs them to see anymore, but. But then fire. Mm. But basically all of society is symbolically dead now. Because yeah. Piggy's dead. The conch is dead. The glasses are dead. Society this is, is unraveling. It's just what I'm talking about, where it's so, like, uh, it's just so funny. It's so clear. Like, if I read this book for the first time, when's the first time you read this book? Freshman year of high school. Okay, if I would read this book freshman year of high school, I would have been, like, how they probably thought of it in the 50s. This is revolutionary. Um, so, things are not good on the island, my friends. Society is dead. And basically, Jack is like, if you don't join us, we're going to kill you just like we killed Piggy. And fairly so. That scares a lot of children. The fear tactics are working. Yeah. And this is... Um, it's either at the end of chapter 11 or it's right at the beginning of chapter 12. But Ralph says... Uh, it says, Ralph wept for the end of innocence, the darkness of man's heart, and the fall through the air of a true, wise friend called Piggy. Which is very kind, but also Ralph was the nicest person to Piggy, but he was still kind of a dick. But he still was like part of his, I think part of his thing is order and rules and what we're supposed to do is, right. the, yeah. Um, Everyone gets recruited to Jack basically, except for Ralph. And then for a minute, Sam and Eric aren't recruited, but they get they get, they get taken, right? Yeah. They get, like, kidnapped. Yeah. Basically, if they don't swear that they're going to be on Jack's tribe, they're going to beat, beat them up and possibly kill them. So they're like, LOL, okay. Uh, we will be part of your tribe. And Ralph kind of sneaks up at one point because he's confused, too. He goes, Sam and Eric, they would never switch sides on me. You would think that they would do better. And they're kind of standing guard, and they give him the lowdown on hey this is kind of our ultimatum but there's also basically a hit out on you and we're gonna all have to scour the island tomorrow walking in a straight line across so that you can't squeak through and jack's gonna kill you he's gonna hunt you down ralph is which honestly this is probably the smartest plan jack's come up with all book it was very systematical, very smart. <laughs> it, it would have worked. It, uh -huh. it really probably would have worked. But um, Ralph, while he's hiding, he decides he, he goes and he sets the whole forest on fire. He lets the signal fire get out of control. And so now the whole fire is a whole fire. The whole fire is on fire. The whole forest is on fire. The and whole fire Jack realizes. <laughs> oh, after Jack realizes that, uh, or sorry, after Jack, um, he tortures Sam and Eric for information, like, where is Ralph hiding? Then he realizes that I smell a lot of smoke. Oh, my God. He 
set the whole thing on fire. Um, and then they go running after Ralph. He's running. He lands on the beach. He collapses. He's exhausted. He's like, I can't go on anymore. They're close behind. I'm going to get caught. I'm a get caught. And then he looks up and he sees a Navy. A grown-up. A grown-up. A grown-up. A grown-up. He sees a, a naval officer. Okay, that's what he sees. And um, the naval officer tells him that they saw the fire, that they came to get them, to rescue them, and Ralph just breaks down. And the officer says something about, like, oh, you boys all up to your fun and games. Yeah. And Ralph and he loses asks, it. He asks, like, nobody's dead, right? Oh. And Ralph goes, oh, two people are dead. And he goes, two? I would have thought some good British boys would have held up better than you guys. Oh, yeah, because this man is British, right? Yeah. He's from he's from the British Army or the British Navy, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and then this is when Ralph, he starts to sob and he's crying. He uh, he he's crying because he's rescued. Piggy's dead. Simon's dead. He's ashamed and he's also relieved. Yeah. And then all of the other boys. Yeah. All of the other boys start crying as well. And it's almost like this man. It's not almost like this man clearly represents a new, a new order, a new way of things and people realizing like what they've done wrong in the past with society. And the, the whole end, the literal end is just the boys are crying. So the Naval officer, he turns around so that they're not embarrassed about them crying and sobbing. And then we so, which it's also interesting because the whole, like they go and attack Ralph and Piggy at the fire to get Piggy's glasses to make a fire. And then Ralph gets rescued using fire. So it's like they lost all um, like clear order and intelligence and like civilization. But then that's what saved them in the end is the symbol for those things, which yeah. is pretty, is that, is that, mm, I don't know. What, what would you call that? It's not irony. It would be more like, what do you call that? Mm, came full circle. That's for sure. Sure. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. There you go. Um, but yeah, Ralph being the voice of reason most of the time. Until the very, very end, I guess. Until after Piggy's death, honestly, it seems to be what breaks him. Finally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just representing like all of that. Yeah, yeah. 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 But anyway, yeah. I liked it, but I didn't love it. What did you rate it? I gave it a 3.5. Oh, okay. I gave it a 3. Oh, okay. I've honestly been considering giving it a 3.75. I pictured that the English teacher and you would give it a higher rating. I rated it on pure enjoyment, not on like effective use of symbolism and archetypes, etc. You know what I mean? I think honestly why I wouldn't even rate it above a four is because it's uh, like we've mentioned already. It's kind of laid out for you. It's very clear archetypes and symbols and things that represent like different motifs. Right. So I feel like. Yeah. If it, if it was more twisty. If I had to do more work to analyze it, probably would have rated it higher. But that's the English teacher in me. 
for Ick. sure. Icky. Um, I'm going to go on a limb here and say that both of our least favorite characters is Jack. You would be correct. Okay. Favorite yeah. character. Probably Piggy. Not that I... It's I was out of all Piggy of them. and Simon. That's what I was thinking. Oh, the naval officer. There you go. Oh, yes. We love a hero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I was between Piggy and Simon. Maybe That's Simon. Cool. Yeah. Because Piggy I like has... I think Piggy has a few moments of cowardice he's a whiny baby yeah and he, he is angry that his whining isn't being effective even though he is the smartest most logical person there he's just he's a little bit of a cry baby and yeah, I, his way of going about it is just annoying yeah so maybe simon even though simon goes crazy Whoops. That, i don't know but yeah so that yeah. was lord of the flies read it to your english class guys yeah Last but not least, we're going to introduce our next read-along. We do have a little itsy-bitsy change to the schedule, but we want to talk about the book first before we go into that. This was a recommendation specifically for us. So if you have books that you want us to read or that you want to read with us for the first time, please slide into those DMs. Tell us. Peyton. I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> slide into our dms man tell us what books you want to read so Please. this book that we are going to read um is this was recommended by my friend chloe who has read this and she said it was kind of sci-fi dystopian -y. so let's read the blurb together for the candy house by jennifer egan i think i don't know sorry this was published in 2022 and it opens with the staggeringly brilliant Bix. I'm not going to try to say the last name. Once I listen to the audiobook, I will try to say the last name. Anyway, whose company Mandala is so successful that he is one of those tech demigods with whom we're all on a first name basis. Bix is 40 with four kids, restless, desperate for a new idea when he stumbles into a conversation group, mostly Columbia professors, one of whom is experimenting with downloading or externalizing memory. It's 2010. Within a decade, Bix's new technology, Own Your Own, Own Your Unconscious, that allows you to access every memory you've ever had and to share every memory in exchange for access to the memories of other has seduced multitudes. Do you know what that sounds like to me? Mm -mm. That sounds like an Iron Man, uh, one of the one of those movies, um, Tony Stark shows that thing where you can go relive your own memories. Do you remember that? He like walks through a memory he has with his parents. Mm -mm. But it's okay. Oh. I, I wouldn't remember that. I don't remember what movie that is. But anyway, anyway, here we go. In spellbinding interlocking narratives. Ooh, I love those. Okay. Egan spins out the consequences of own your unconscious through the lives of multiple characters who, whose paths intersect over several decades. Intellectually dazzling. The Candy House is also extraordinarily moving, a testament to the tenacity and transcendence of human longing for real connection, love, family, privacy, and redemption. In the world of Egan's spectacular imagination, there are counters who track and exploit desires, and there are eluders, those who understand the price of taking a bite of the candy house. Hmm. Oh, there's a little title tie-in. Okay. Yeah. 
Egan introduces these characters in an astonishing array of narrative styles, from omniscient to first-person plural to a duet of voices. Whoa. Oh. An epistolary chapter and a chapter of tweets. What? This is crazy. So adding this to the to-read. And um, don't forget, we do read-alongs now. So if you want to do this read-along with us, you can join our link and read along with us and respond in our forums. And you can find that link on our Instagram and also in the episode notes for this episode. So read along with the Candy House Press. This was recommended by my friend Chloe. So thank you, Chloe. Shout out to you. I'm excited to read this. Yeah, I think this will be good. Yeah. And then we also, we're not going to read this. We're kind of beginning of the year, changing up our schedule, and also trying to get through this SJM takeover that we've got. So next week on the 7th, no, mm, next week on the 19th of January, we will finish Queen of Shadows. The week after that, on the 26th, we're going to start our tandem read, and we're going to read the first quarter of Empire of Storms and Tower of Dawn. We'll post a guide to which chapters we're reading for the tandem. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Shoot. And then we will talk about the candy house on February 2nd. That makes February seem so close, but it's only January 10th. (laughs) I don't know. It feels close. Time is flying these days. True. True, true, true. So yeah, that is our next read along other than our SJM takeover books, which like, duh. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let's Get Booked Up. Read along with us on the story graph. There will be a link provided in the episode notes and in our bio. And if you want, you can follow us on Storygraph at SydneyW underscore 33 and P431. You can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Let's Get Booked Up Pod. We'd love to see you join our community of readers. Bye! Bye.